Brothers and sisters, welcome back again to our course on emotional wellness as we take this doctrinal approach to change and repentance and finding happiness and peace in our in our crazy world. Uh, thank you for being here. Remember, if you know somebody, a roommate, a friend, family member that's going through a, a tough time, would you be a, a true disciple? Would you invite them to come join with us? There's a lot of young adults that aren't taking institute courses. And now that they're offered online uh, in an independent study format, especially, it makes it so easy. I know a lot of young people with these independent study courses will just um, listen on their way to work or as they're working out or they make it a part of their Sunday um, study. So, so easy. Each of these segments, as you've seen, is you know five to eight minutes in length and it could be a blessing to others. So um, be a missionary, reach out and invite others. And if it's not this course, there are uh, a few dozen other classes that we have in the online environment. So go, go invite them. Be a, be a blessing to, to other people. Today, we are going to talk about uh, this idea of doctrine, true doctrine. Boyd K. Packer teaches true doctrine understood changes attitude and behavior. As we understand and internalize true doctrines, it changes us. It simply, simply changes us. There's a few laws I want to talk about with our belief windows today. Um, first one is this. <clears throat> Enduring to the end is simply reevaluating your beliefs on your belief window and trying to realign them with God. Uh, Sister Becky Craven, she's in the primary pres or the uh, young, excuse me, Relief Society presidency. She teaches so well that enduring to the end simply means changing to the end. As we go throughout our lives, every day it should be a, a journey. Uh, every day uh, it should be waking up and dedicating ourselves to God. It should be a constant looking throughout the day for messages from God, uh, looking for chances to bless other people. Uh, quickly repenting when we fall short or make mistakes, when we're short with a, a roommate or a coworker or a boss, uh, as we have uh, thoughts that aren't appropriate come to our mind, quickly dismissing them, trying our best to align ourselves with God. Then at the end of the day, maybe reevaluating the day, kind of reviewing the day with Heavenly Father, asking him to point out moments of, of triumph, but also asking him to point out moments where, where you fell short and asking for his forgiveness. There's so many examples of people that did this, this idea of enduring to the end, reevaluating beliefs and trying to realign them with God. Peter, I love Peter. If there's anyone I relate to in the scriptures, it's Peter. He had so many moments of strength and so many moments of just simple human weakness. We have that strong Peter, weak Peter principle where he's the guy that, you know, chops off the, the ear to defend uh, Jesus, but then he denied Jesus. It's a strong Peter walking on the water, but then beginning to sink. He is a fascinating study of, of strength and weakness. Again, I think he was a guy that was always reevaluating and realigning his will, just trying to make it align with God. You look at the Book of Mormon, that pride cycle where they have prosperity and goodness, but then they start to get into a little bit of pride and envy and into classes and the Lord humbles them. They have to repent and then they start to be blessed by God and then they start to get uh, a little too high on themselves and they start to divide and start to uh, you know segregate and, and it's that whole pride cycle. Again, 
enduring to the end is simply reevaluating your beliefs on your belief window and trying to realign them with God. And sometimes he'll help us do that, right? Joseph Smith, he was very transparent about many of his shortcomings. Um, he, uh, the, the whole restoration was a process as he had moments of greatness and also moments where he, he wasn't perfect. And uh, his statement was he's like a, a rough stone rolling and that God uh, had to polish him up. And that's you and me. Again, the process of reevaluating and realigning our will and trying to make them align better with God's. Um, my favorite word in the sacrament prayer every Sunday, my friends, is the word willing. I wait for that word that they are willing to take upon themselves. Oh, I am willing. Oh, I'm willing. Every week, sign me up. I am so willing. Sadly, every week I fail. <laughs> I fail because I'm mortal and I'm human. But every week I'm willing. And that's what the Lord looks at. Are you willing to reevaluate? Are you willing to realign? Second law, repentance, which is really just changing one's attitude and behavior. It begins with internalizing true doctrine. Why are we commanded to read scripture? Why are we commanded to study uh, the word of God? I'm here to witness. I think we do that so that we can change and become more Christ-like. I promise as you internalize uh, doctrine, as you, as you seek it out, as you consume it, as it's, as it's part of your daily routine, you'll change. You will change. Repentance is just changing our attitude and behavior. You will see a change in your attitude and your behavior as you commit yourself to a serious study of the Word of God. Alma the Younger is probably the best example, right? Remember when the angel comes and knocks him and his companions over and he's out? In Alma 36, we have that first-hand account of what it was like for him as he was in that hell, as he describes it, as he didn't know what was going to happen, thought he was going to die. He remembers his father testifying of one Jesus Christ who would come into the world. And as his mind catches hold upon that thought, he cries out, Oh God, have mercy on my soul. Again, in that moment, in that moment when he internalizes that true doctrine of Christ and of God and of the plan of happiness, his attitude and his behavior change. And as you and I, as we grasp on, as we seek out and grasp onto true doctrine. Oh, I testify. Repentance and change will come, but we've got to seek it out. We've got to seek it out and internalize it. Third law, <clears throat> addictions are usually the result of unmet needs or misapplied doctrine. I reached out. We, we have uh, some addictions in our family. Um, within my, my circle of friends, I have some people that have become addicted to different things. For some of them, it's substances, um, drugs, um, heavy drugs. Oh, my goodness. Uh, some it's alcohol. Some it's been pornography. I've asked them before I taught this lesson. In fact, I reached out and asked them. I said, is this a true statement? Without a second's hesitation, each of them said, absolutely yes. Each of them testified that they became addicted because they had some unmet need. There was something inside of them that just wasn't right. And they tried to fill that void uh, through drugs or alcohol or you know viewing inappropriate images, things like that. A few of my friends that are uh, very active in the church, they've testified as well that it was a misunderstanding of doctrine. They didn't understand that the doctrine, for example, of the body. They didn't understand that the doctrine of the virtue of womanhood. And without that true, that true 
application of those doctrines, they would, uh, you know, they viewed pornography. They said, Eric, yeah, I didn't understand women and the value and the worth of women. And once they started going to, to therapy, uh, visiting with professionals, and once they started um, serious studies into those beautiful doctrines of, well, for example, womanhood and divine nature, that was a catalyst for them to begin changing. So again, if you are in that category of addictions, um, can I uh, submit a study to you? Identify um, what it is maybe that the unmet need is within your heart, within your mind, within your life. Um, maybe even look at uh, some doctrine that you might be misunderstanding. Do a deep dive into those areas and see what happens. In fact, uh, you know, our, our basis of this course is this statement from President Packer about true doctrine understood changing attitude and behavior. The second sentence is very interesting. The study of doctrines of the gospel will improve behavior quicker than a study of behavior will improve behavior. And I just testify, as you study doctrine, it will change you. It will change you as you internalize it. Now, one final law is this. Remember this, my friends. Results take time to measure. As you're in this wrestle, as you're in this wrestle, maybe with anxiety or depression or addiction, or you just aren't having a good time with life, please know that results take time to measure. It is a marathon, not a sprint. The plan of happiness works. It is real. God is good. He wants you to have emotional wellness. And you can. As you study doctrine, as you internalize those, those true principles, I testify, you can find wellness. Why? Well, the scriptures and doctrines testify of Jesus. Christ is the ultimate healer. Yes, reach out to professionals. Yes, reach out to, to therapists and those that are trained to help with mental illness and other things. But through it all, please know that the ultimate source of any healing is Jesus Christ himself. I testify of him and his love for you. And I say that in his sacred name, Jesus Christ. Amen.